0: Oh my gosh, you just blasted my ears off.
3: Oh, you know what that was? No. We have the, we have the wireless mics plugged in, but they're not turned ah. on. Holy cow.
0: Yes, yes, y'all. <laughs> From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Disaster Area in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that I swear Has we've done for like seven years, <laughs> like I promise you. This isn't our first show. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places. Or just in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle.
3: Hi, friends. Hi, Ashley Pickle. Happy game day.
0: Happy game day indeed. Today is Thursday, September
3: 1st. Whoa. It's a new month. Do you consider this like fall time now? Like, do you consider, no. Are you like Equinox person? Like on September 21st, will you say it's the autumn? uh,
0: No. Autumnal Equinox. Autumnal. Autumnal. Autumnal is a haughty word. Autumnal. That's a haughty word.
3: Oh, we're going whoever to be a autumnal equinox
0: yeah whoever, na- yeah, whoever named like that, that's a haughty person. Yeah.
3: Oh, autumnal. Nah, it's false. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that like, someone else like, swooped ah, in and was like, now yeah. we're going to call no, that
0: crap no, fall. No, you know what? You know what them leaves do? They fall. They fall. That's what we're calling. We're, we're going to call it autumnal sounds like Autumnal sounds wild, fancy pants city boy. <coughs> we're going to call it
3: fall. Call it what it is.
0: 84 days till Thanksgiving. So. Answer your question. I don't think it's fall until it gets cold.
3: Okay. Uh, that, so you don't think it's fall until t- November Uh, Halloween. 20th.
0: Halloween um happy birthday i always
3: think start a football season like nfl football season
0: happy birthday to zendaya
3: zendaya you don't know who zendaya is i've
0: never said her name
3: god okay what like that's not cool i don't like this is someone you should know who it is Uh, one she's gorgeous two she's incredibly talented i I probably should have put that in the other order but regardless what is one a one b
0: what's uh what's she do
3: she's an actress she's a singer she's fantastic Really, genuinely fantastic. Have I heard her music? Uh, probably. She's more known for being an actress than she is a singer, but she also has some pipes on her. What's she in? Um, she's in the new Spider Man. That's how her her and Tom Holland are dating.
0: Who's Tom Holland? Oh, Lord. Episode one thousand four hundred forty-eight on today's show, folks. It's Giant Thursday. Yeah, big Thursday, big Thursday,
3: (laughs) big Thursday, hashtag
0: big Thursday, (laughs) a lot to get to. We've got our top 10 games of the week to watch. Uh, Then we're going to be joined by the head coach of the Centerville Tigers, Coach Kyle Hardy, the number four team in two division one huge game this week against Crawford. We will talk with Coach Hardy coming up here in a moment. Back half of the show, the picks, my high school football predictions for week two of the Texas high school season. And then we round it all out. Craven Betts, a conversation with our financial advisor, Mike Craven. Do we have first four through the door?
3: We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, uh, Josh Windham. I'm keeping it up. I'm not going to change it. Windham. Zero, three, body, step, and just chat. Welcome in, fellas.
0: <laughs> this is one of those shows Yeah, like, you know I I like high school football. I heard there's a show every day, and they're awesome. just like, they spent three minutes discussing who Zendaya is. <laughs> and uh, is it Zendaya?
3: Yes. Good job. Okay. See, learnt, you learn something new every day. I'm Zendaya. here to help Sh- you.
0: Sure. Happy birthday, Zendaya.
3: My ears still oh. hurts. Anyway. Pickle week two of the
0: Texas high school football season is upon us. 728 yeah. games scattered hither, scattered yon, scattered every which way. Uh, And, of course, we're going to cover all of them at texasfootball.com. If you go to texasfootball.com, we've got computer projections for every Texas high school football game this week. With the exception of – I should mention this because somebody reached out to me about this. Mm -hmm. If you are – we have computer projections of every Texas high school ball game. But if you're playing an out-of-state team, the computer's never heard of them. Yes. It's like, I don't know her. Yeah. I don't know her. (laughs) So – uh, like if you play them, or if you're, or like you see sometimes with uh with six man teams, they'll play like a JV team. Yep. Like uh th- that th- the computer is not in there. So, uh, I think there's still like seven hundred and like fifteen games
3: that are projected. But yeah, because anyway. what well, some which team is playing? Someone's playing a team from Mexico this week. There's a couple yeah. of El Paso teams playing New Mexico teams. Yes. So it's it's more common in the week two week oh, three oh, than oh, anything. Oh yeah. oh
0: yeah. And so, um. All those games, 728 of them scattered across the state, uh, they're not all created equal. There are some. There's some high school football games that are, you know, they're happening. Mm-hmm. But then there's just the real cream of the crop mm-hmm. up at the very top. And we hear this all the time from people. Hey, Tepper, I want to go to a football game this weekend. Hey, Pickle,
3: mm-hmm. what's
0: the best game this weekend? My mom actually asked me that last week. Let's go. She asked me. She's like,
3: what's the best game this week? And she was listening to ROF. Like, she's, she's in. So
0: that's what we're here to do. We're here to tell you the 10 best Texas high school football games in week two. Let's throw it up here, the top 10 games. In week two of the Texas high school football season, we'll start in the middle, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Bearcats Stadium in Alito. It is the Alito Bearcats welcoming in the Denton, Geyer, Wildcats, Jackson Arnold, uh, going toe-to-toe with the Alito Bearcats. Geyer looked fantastic in their week one Mm -hmm. win over Rockwall Heath, going up against Alito, who lost their opener to Parish Episcopal. Now, I looked this up. Mm-hmm. And I know you know the answer to this because I told you this before the show, but pretend that you don't. Okay. Hey, Pickle, mm-hmm. do you know the last time Alito was 0-2?
3: Let me rack my brain. We're going back in the Wayback Machine. I believe it was 1991. That's
0: right. Alito has not started a season 0-1 since ni- – or 0-2, rather, since 1991. You
3: were five years old? It was
0: five years old. <laughs> there, there's a real chance that happens. In fact, if it doesn't happen – I'd consider it to be a mild upset.
3: Oh yeah. I mean from classification alone. Yeah. Five A
0: Five A playing six A. And Geyer, a top ten team yes. in six A. Very interested in this matchup. What changes do we see from Alito from week to week? That game is a certified banger. Top left we'll go top left to work our way around. Seven thirty PM Friday night in Lucas, the Lovejoy Leopards, the number two team in five A Division Two. five uh, A division yeah, five A Division two, mm-hmm. take on. Another top five team, I believe, in 5A Division II, the Argyle Eagles fresh off of their win (laughs) over Melissa last week. This is a game that I think is going to be particularly interesting, a real nice challenge uh, for both these teams. Argyle looked really good against Melissa last week. Mm -hmm. Lovejoy looked really good against College Station last week. Two teams uh, taking on one another. And this is, to me,
3: a lot of offense. And (laughs) I think
0: there could be a lot of offense. The other thing about this, all due respect to Melissa, mm-hmm. as a fellow 4A a 4A promotion, like in my brain, I know this is not fair, but like in my brain, it's like, oh, Argyle and Melissa playing in week one—that's just like a 4A game. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Just because they've always been 4A teams. Absolutely. This is to me, a the Lovejoy is a is a established 5A power. That is going to be. This going to be. A how you test measure
3: yourself as to where you're at in this classification? Six o'clock
0: Friday night live on TexanLive.com. In Katy, Texas, Legacy Stadium, the Atascocita Eagles, the number ten team in the 6A rankings, take on the Katy Tigers, the number five team in the uh, 6A rankings. This is a uh, this is a huge. I-, I think this is probably this is the game of the week. I think this this is my pick for game of the week. Same. I think this game is going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, and for Atascocita, looking to hand Katy just their third loss since, at home since and they've never beaten them. Never beaten them. Yeah, this has been a team that's bedeviled them. Uh, can they get them this year? We will find out. Tonight, 7 o'clock Thursday night in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, with Ishmael Johnson and Ashley Parkle on hand. It is the Brock Eagles at 0 1 taking on the uh, Wichita Falls Hershey huskies brock lost a uh, lost a close one a real a real nip and tuck affair to pleasant grove last week it ended 28-7 but that game was seven nothing at halftime brock um that is that to me that that is a, a real so nip telling. and tuck affair but yeah that this is a really tough team going up against wichita falls hershey who dominated clinton week one This is a a Hershey team that's got plenty of explosive playmakers. I'm excited to see what happens when Brock plays Wichita Falls Hershey. 7.30 p.m. tomorrow night in Crawford. A 2A showdown in 2A Division I. As the Crawford Pirates at number five in the state welcome in the number four Centerville Tigers, we're going to talk with their head coach Kyle Hardy coming up here in just a moment about this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring slugfest. Mm-hmm. These two teams combined to allow six points last week in their uh, Week One wins. I think this game is going to be absolutely terrific. Very excited to see this Centerville and Crawford going quite on. Quite
3: the something uh, quite the logo matchup there too. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're the same.
0: Bears versus. Black and gold bears, <laughs> pirates. Sub <basically. Yeah. laughs> so thirty Friday night in Malakoff for the eighth time in the last five years. Yeah, that's wild, man. The Grandview Zebras will take on the Malakoff Tigers. Grandview lost their season opener to uh, Glenrose. Now it's a four Glenrose team, so I'm not throwing dirt on them, but I, they need to bounce back in a big way against this Malakoff team that looked. Excellent in week one against West Rusk. Yes, that's one question I have: is this is a this is a Malakoff defense that does not give up a lot? Um, can Grandview find a way past that game's fascinating going down in Malakoff? Seven o'clock tonight in Spring, Texas, live on TexanLive.com Let's go! Battle of unbeaten as the Fort Bend High Tower Hurricanes take on the. Uh, take on the Spring Westfield Mustangs. Um, this is a Hightower team that looked excellent in Week One, and uh, and and really start. You know, I think they're I think they're a team that's that's quickly rising up up the uh, up the the so-called you know charts so to speak. They're not ranked quite yet, uh, but they're a team that we've certainly got our eye on. That win last week uh, I was very impressed with taking on perhaps maybe the most impressive team mm-hmm. in Week One, and that was Spring Westfield. Who was absolutely dominant in their win last week uh, to open the season? Hightower beat Paralan Dawson 29 to 7, while Westfield uh, got a massive win over uh, Cy Park. Hang- hung 63 on him. PJ Hatter, their quarterback, has been fantastic. That's a huge game tonight live on TexanLive.com. Six o'clock Friday in Jonesboro. Not just a six man game of the week, one of the top 10 games of the week in any classification. Mm-hmm. How about a top three showdown? Top four, I should say. As the number four, uh, jo- as num- number four Jonesboro Eagles welcome in the number one Westbrook Wildcats, both winners in their opener. Westbrook looked every bit the part of that state championship contender with their, uh, their big win over Happy. Jonesboro was all over Coolidge. Uh, this game, great coaching matchup over Matlock going up against Eddie Gallegos. This game, we're going to learn a lot about both these teams. And we talked about this throughout the course of the last couple of weeks. Six man football coaches, I think, are really good at self sorting themselves, mm-hmm. and so they found a way. You know, they're like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna go at it. We're gonna we're gonna pl- schedule a tough district schedule, non district schedule, and this is what we get."
3: Love jo- that it's a six o'clock kick. Jonesboro and tasty.
0: Westbrook gonna be excellent. Seven thirty p.m. Friday night from Shirts, Texas, live on TexanLive It is the Lake Travis Cavaliers visiting the Cibolo Steel Knights. Um, we're gonna talk about this more in the picks. Uh, Bo Edmondson is not expected to play right now for Lake Mm -hmm. Travis. They took it on the chin. I don't think that's the issue for Lake Travis. My issue for them is that they gave up 300 yards rushing. Mm Mm-hmm. Last week,
3: that, and that defense is going to be tested against a steel team that looks like they did back in the heyday. They
0: looked really good. They're big, man. Uh, we walked
3: out on they walked out on the field at the Alamo Dome, and we looked around and we were like, "Oh my God, steel is uh, they're back." <laughs>
0: Jaden Bailey, their running back, is a name to know. Huge game here. They're in Sybil, Cib- they're in shirts, Cibolo, that kind of area. Uh, it's as Lake Travis visits Cibolo Steel. Huge game there. And finally, seven o'clock Thursday night in Crosby. Live on TexanLive.com. Yes, the Fort Bend Marshall Buffaloes take on the Crosby Cougars in a game that we will find out.
3: Oh, everything. Hey, Crosby. <laughs> yeah. You good, bud? Y'all okay? Because they, they
0: got, got taken to the woodshed last week <laughs> by C.E. King. I mean, they got as I wrote on TexasFootball.com. They got dropped into an active volcano. Yes. Uh, last week, sixty-three to seven. Uh, Fort Bend Marshall got a really, I think. I think it's a solid win over Klein,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh, over a 6A Klein team. Remember, it's a 5A Division II team over a 6A Klein team.
3: I can't say that was necessarily the most surprising thing in the world, but still, right. from a classification 14-7, perspective, 14-7, real big. nitty-gritty.
0: I want to see if they're able to get this offense going mm-hmm. because the offense, defense looked great. Offense has got to get going. So, we have some questions about both these teams, but that is a game tonight live on TexanLive.com. We will learn a lot about them. There they are, your top 10 Texas high school football games this week. Of course, a lot of games on TexanLive.com, and Let's we all go. have complete coverage for you at TexasFootball.com. We're at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at TCTF. like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Dot com. Right?
3: Yes. Dot com. That's where we're at.
0: Pickle, let's talk about our friends at Honda. Dave Campbell's Texas Football has partnered with the North Texas Honda Dealers to honor community helpers from across North Texas. Texas is so fortunate to have so many great individuals that give back to their community in so many different ways. Thanks to the support of the North Texas Honda Dealers, we have an opportunity to shine a light on a few very deserving individuals. Congratulations to Van Klein. Over there at Marcus High School in Flower Mound, being the recipient of the Community Helper Appreciation Award presented by North Texas Honda Dealers. Thank you for being helpful in your community. Uh, for more information, visit TexasFootball.com. It is the Community Helper, is the Community Helper Award uh, presented by our friends at the North Texas Honda Dealers. Go
3: Honda. And now a word from our friends at VCR Now. <laughs> born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at VCRnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's welcome in the head
0: coach of the number four team in the 2A Division one state uh, state rankings according to Dave Campbell's Texas football. We're joined on the phone lines now by Coach Kyle Hardy of the Centerville Tigers. Coach, how are you? Doing great. How are things in beautiful Leon County?
1: Well, uh, trying to push these storms back a little bit. Hope to get a JV game in tonight. But obviously, need some rain also.
0: Yeah. It's a a tough balance here because on one hand, you could use the rain, but on the other hand, we could use some football too. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Coach, I want to ask you a little bit about last week. This was uh, you guys go in against uh, open your season in, in in a big rivalry game against Buffalo uh, and come away with a really impressive win. You know, thirty-five to six. I'm interested. Uh, you know, in what what do you feel like you learned about your team in last week's win?
1: I I, I think more than anything, Tiff. I, I just learned that we we are who I thought we were. Uh, we're we're a physical bio club. We're a mature bio club. These kids all these juniors, um, you know, five, six of them started for us as freshmen. And, uh, you know, they went to the first round that year. Last year, sophomores, we had uh, six of them starting on each side of the board and with some some of these guys that are seniors now. They were juniors, you know, and we were able to advance four rounds. And so, uh, you know, we made first game mistakes. There are certainly a lot of things we need to work on, but – we are who I thought we were. We're a physical football team, a mature football team. And I think, we're, you know, every Friday night we can count on our kids getting after it.
0: Well, one of the guys you can count on, it seems like, is, uh, is your senior running back, Paxton Hancock, who was uh, tremendous in your, in your week one win uh, over, over Buffalo. 225 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Um, you know, this is a guy who the numbers are really impressive. Uh, but as the guy who gets to see him every day in practice, what is it about Paxton Hancock that really sets him apart?
1: He's just a football player. He he loves the game. He comes to practice every day. He's ready to work. I mean, what a lot of people don't know about Paxton—he was a good football player as a sophomore. He fractured his femur in the hmm. fifth game of the season, and he already had six or seven hundred yards then as a sophomore. Missed the rest of that season. Uh, the, came back from that injury stronger than ever. In the last since last football season, he's put on about fifteen pounds of good weight and dropped his.
0: Uh, Forty time also. Talking with Kyle Hardy, the head coach of the Centerville Tigers here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF today. Today. Uh, coach, I want to go back in, in the wayback machine, and I'm not trying to date you here, but you are in your 18th year there at at uh, at Centerville, and and you know the first few years, you know, kind of fits and starts getting this program kind of moving in the right direction, and then starting in 2012, uh, you guys have have rung off six 10 win seasons in the last. Uh, 10 years. Uh, I'm I'm interested in, in what do you think is the biggest difference in the program that you've seen from maybe those those leaner early years to what you're seeing right now where it feels like every single year 10 wins is is the bar and you either clear it or you don't.
1: I think you can go back farther than that. Uh, I think you, I've been here actually 31 years. Mm-hmm. I was raised here. I came back home. I'm one of those guys that came back home and spent his career here. And uh came in with Coach Bill Hunter and, uh, you know, 1989, Centerville doesn't score a point for mm-hmm. the entire season. And Coach Hunter had a big job. And, um, you know, um, he he got the turnaround started. And then Keith Gardner was here before he went on to Alto. And then I moved in. And I think more than anything, it's just the mindset of the kids. It's the buy-in. And now we're to the point that our, our kids expect to be successful. That They understand the work that's involved. the uh, uh, again, I go back to, we talked about Paxton, but he wasn't the only one. I've read so many kids make great gains during this off season mm-hmm. with their strength and their speed and everything else. But they, they understand that for us to keep moving forward and, uh, and raising the bar, a lot of work has to go into it. So it's just buy in from the kids. And uh, I've been fortunate to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've got five guys on my staff right now that, that played for us here mm-hmm. and, uh, you know they come back and uh, they have a lot invested in this community they want to come back they want to be a part of this program uh they were uh some of the guys were when we were trying to really get this thing rolling they were in the program then and uh, they're enjoying seeing these kids and the success they're having so you know uh, so I, I give a lot of credit to our staff also
0: so you guys are now up to number four in the dave campbell's texas football uh state rankings um <laughs> How little do you care about that? Because uh, you, uh, you know, we talk with coaches all the time. They're like, ah, "Yep, you know, doesn't necessarily mean anything." Do your Do your Do your players know? Are your players aware of of where they're they're kind of stacking up right now? That that we think awful highly of them.
1: Well, they are aware, and, and obviously they take some pride in that. But I, I tell them what I think's the truth. That's based off last year's team, and uh, that's what early season rankings are. It's what did you do last year? This is a brand new team you know they're gonna have to set their own course they're gonna have to make their own mark and and uh and work to raise that bar and so i remind them of that daily it's nice we feel like we have a good football team we have we feel like we have a chance to have a good football team we're certainly not there yet it's something we're working towards but we think we have some pieces and uh, i think our kids realize there's a lot of work yet to be done uh it's going
0: down uh, uh tomorrow night in, in Crawford, Texas at Pirate Stadium as the number 5 Centerville Tigers will will visit the or number 4 Centerville Tigers will visit the number 5 Crawford Pirates and I'm certainly not asking you to give away your game plan here on 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 the Statewide Air but uh when you take a look at what you guys are going to be up against uh tomorrow night uh in this Crawford team what do you see?
1: Well, you know, I think back over the years, Crawford's a program we've looked at uh, at a lot. You know, we've competed with them in a lot of different sports. We know what's in their DNA in this championships. They win whatever the sport is across the board. Coach Jacobs and them do such a great job over there. They're a discipline team. Um, I think uh, people don't realize how – much speed they really have i mean it, it's uh maybe they have deceiving the speed i don't know but i mean they got kids that can really roll they're not going to make a lot of mistakes they're going to be physical um there are a lot of what we try to be I, I can tell you that and uh you know i look on the FIM. it's an early season game you don't know how the ball's going to bounce or the mistakes that are made but uh it looks to be a good matchup on FIM. and i know this it'll be a matchup that'll help us be a, a better football team
0: I think there's no doubt about that. He's Kyle Hardy. He's the head coach of the Centerville Tigers. Make sure you catch their game uh, Friday night against the Crawford Pirates. A huge 2A showdown. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the win uh, last week, and uh, best of luck tomorrow night. Thank you. There he goes. Kyle Hardy, head coach of the Centerville Tigers. Join us here at Texas football today. I didn't realize that. He, he brought that up. You go back, so I I knew he was an assistant. I knew he was from Centerville. He the got,
3: 1999 stat. The, the
0: 19 the 1989.
3: 1989. Stat.
0: Okay. 1989.
3: They did not score a point.
0: They were outscored 458 to zero. Wow. They were outscored 458 to zero. Now think about that. Think about like now. Give a lot of credit to Bill Hunter. He was the gentleman that he he referenced who took over uh, starting in 1990. Three 1993. So four years later, they're in the playoffs. 458
3: four fifty-eight to zero. You said. Four
0: fifty-eight to zero. Wow. Four fifty-eight to zero. So they were losing every game by an average of forty-five to nothing.
3: <laughs> I mean, average average game. To get to the playoffs.
0: Took four years later to get to the playoffs, and then now you look at them, mm-hmm. and six ten-win seasons in the first, in, in in their last in their last ten, uh, 10 seasons. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. I mean, they're a they're a true blue. You 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 count them. As a team to be reckoned with every single year. You know, last year they made it to the regional final, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of the bar for them. The bar is to play deep in the playoffs, and a lot of reason that. Um, I know you've been studying up because this is one of the spotlight games we've got for uh mm-hmm. for Valley Sports Southwest. I don't know if you watched film on this Paxton Hancock kid. Unbelievable. This kid.
3: He's the real deal. Like I don't care what classification you're talking about, he is the real he like is the real a deal.
0: week show. It's going to be a lot of fun, Crawford and Centerville going on Friday night. We appreciate Kyle Hardy hopping on with us. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle, can we talk about the deliciousness of Takis? Let's do it. Takis is the presenting sponsor of the Sustainability Champions Award, spotlighting influential kids looking to pursue a career focused on the social, environmental, and economic well-being of our future. This week's spotlight game is the Flower Mound Marcus Marauders taking on the Southlake Carroll Dragons, and we will be honoring spotlighting two Sustainability Champions Award winners: Andrew Hunt from Marcus and Molly Forst from Southlake Carroll. Thank you to Talkies for your support of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Sustainability Champions Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. You know, pickle, we've been we've been reading a lot about our friends at athletes to athletes, and uh, you know, I've been I've gotten so used to this read that I feel like I can do it by heart. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly not vamping while I find my read. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about.
3: Whoever could know?
0: Did you know that every Golly, every high school athlete wants to play on the big stage, and every parent wants their child to be the best, but is making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? What about academics? What about coaching style? What about location? What about financial aid? There's so many different factors that need to be considered when selecting a college, football, a college program outside of just how good the team is on the field. That's why our friends at Athletes to Athletes have come in. They've put together a recruiting guide centered around providing a broader, more holistic perspective about what your college experience could be. It's got checklists. It's got do's and don'ts. It's got key strategies and so much more. It's a 22-page guide covering everything you and your family should know as you walk through your college recruiting journey. And great news. For a limited time, Athletes to Athletes is offering this guide to our audience for the low, low price of nothing. That's right free 99 just go to athletes to athletes.com slash dave campbell uh to download the free college recruiting guide that's athletes to athletes.com slash dave campbell or scan that qr code pickle it's week two of the i should probably change that he's not on the phone anymore
3: hi kyle coach hi hardy coach.
0: <laughs> it's week two of the texas high school football season huge games scattered everywhere and only one person only one man has the courage. That's not true at all. A lot of people, a lot of people predict high school football games. (laughs) I'm one of them. Here are my picks for week two. Mallory
3: has the courage to edit it. That's it. Here's my picks for week two (laughs) of
0: the Texas high school ball season here on Texas Football Today. We're off and running in the 2022 Texas high school football season. These are the picks. Welcome into The Picks, your guide to Texas High School Football Weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Week one's in the books, and what a week one it was. We had incredible churn in the rankings at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com this week uh, because of some stunners. Uh, We had teams that, you know, thought might struggle out of the gates, and then others that were completely shocking to us, and some teams that really overachieved our expectations. But now we get another data point. We move into week two of the 2022 Texas high school football season with hundreds and hundreds of games scattered across the state. Was week one a fluke? Was week one the real thing? We're going to start to sort that out this week. Huge games everywhere you look. We start in Parker County. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Bearcats Stadium in Alito. It is a showdown of state-ranked teams in 6A and 5A as the denton guyer Wildcats visit the Alito Bearcats. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Hey Arnold. Let's talk about Jackson Arnold, the quarterback for Denton-Guyre, uh, who is uh, pretty good pretty darn good. He's a Dave Campbell's Texas football 6A cover boy in the magazine for a reason. He led Geyer to the state championship game last year and if week one is any indication, he is on a revenge tour because he threw for three touchdowns, ran for another one and looked ultra sharp in their demolition of Rockwall Heath. I mean, make no mistake, there's a lot of change there at Denton Geyer. New coach Reed Heim taking over. Uh, they've got a couple of pieces to replace here and there, but the most important piece is Jackson Arnold. As Jackson Arnold goes, so go the Wildcats. So, in a big showdown against a state-ranked squad, how does Jackson Arnold play? Key number two, Alito's new identity. So, what exactly is Alito going to be this year. We didn't get a ton of answers in week one in their loss to Dallas Parish Episcopal, who, by the way, is the number one team in the private school rank, so don't necessarily uh, chalk that up as some sort of huge upset. But we don't really know exactly what this Alito team is going to look like offensively, and that's kind of a carryover from our concerns of the offseason. There's a lot of new pieces at the skill position spots. Uh, Quarterback House Haney uh, looks like he's going to be the guy there. They've got a a strong running back in Cap Mooney, a a wide receiver in Jalen Pope. They've got playmakers that they like but they haven't quite established an identity yet. Now, it's really early, right? We don't know exactly what this Alito team is going to look like because maybe they don't know exactly what they're going to look like. But now entering week two, there's probably going to be some changes and see exactly what this offense can look like. So, in week two, coming off of a loss, what does Alito look like? And key number three, does week one matter? So, these two teams, as far as the results are concerned, couldn't be more polar opposite, right? For Denton-Geyer, they looked fabulous in their win over Rockwell. I mean, it was a dominant effort at every level. The defense, led by Eli Bowen, was fantastic. Uh, The offense, obviously, led by Jackson Arnold, was hitting on all cylinders. They looked terrific. They looked the part of a state championship contender. Alito scuffled. Now again, they played Parrish Episcopal. Great team. Excellent private school team, right? But, they still only scored three points in the first half, and they were really kind of struggling to find out exactly what they were throughout it. Now, here's the great news about Texas high school football: that game doesn't matter, doesn't mean anything, doesn't affect Alito's ability to get to the playoffs, doesn't affect their ability to win a state championship game. In fact, this game against a state-ranked 6A team doesn't impact their state championship hopes either. But they don't have an opportunity to turn the page. And and so, what we're going to find out is exactly how much stock we should put into those week one results. Is that what Geyer looks like? Are they going to be this wrecking machine against everyone they see? Is that what Alito looks like? Are they going to struggle and scuffle, especially in the first half? Or are they both going to kind of meet more in the middle? So, that's a real thing I'm watching on Friday night. How much does week one matter? Who am I picking? I'm going with Geyer. i got to go with the 6A team here, not only because they're bigger, but also because I think they've got the single individual best playmaker in Jackson Arnold, and the real secret here is I think their defense is going to be really good. Peyton Bone and Eli Bone in the secondary are going to be fantastic. They're really strong up front, going up against an Alito offense that may still be finding its way early. Now, look, we've heard that Alito is going to make some changes, and the offense is going to probably start to hum a little bit more. But I do think that Geyer has to be your favorite in this game, even on the road. I think that the Wildcats bring home a victory. Let's go down to Houston, 6 o'clock Friday night at Legacy Stadium in Katy. It's a state-ranked 6A showdown between the Humble Itascasita Eagles and the Katy Tigers. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, star power. So there are some games that I have to talk you into, right? I'm like, no, 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 You may not have heard of anybody in this game, but I promise you it's a really fun game and and you're really going to like it, right? This is not one of those games. Just look at the top line, look at the headline, and you will be struck and say, okay. This is a game I can get into. On the Atascada side, you've got quarterback Zion Brown. I think this kid's a superstar. He's unbelievable back there at the quarterback spot, and I really think that he is starting to grow into the role even more. He looks like a bona fide star out there. Going up against Katie, and you're never going to believe it, but they've got a running back. Seth Spiller is back, and he was terrific in their Week 1 victory over Clear Falls, absolutely dominating over 200 yards on the ground, which is, you know, Just light work for a KD running back. This is a game chock full of star power on the offensive side. So, in a game with so many headliners, which headliner steps up most? Key number two, the defensive fronts. So, This is a game where, in a lot of ways, because of the headliners, it's going to be easy to get caught up in, like, what's the quarterback doing? What's the running back doing? But I am going to be paying really close attention to what happens up front on the defensive side, because these are two of the very best defensive fronts in the Houston area, and therefore, two of the very best defensive fronts in the state. On the KD side, you know, they are a team that has a tradition of outstanding defenses, and this year is no different, led by their defensive end, Dallas Suliafu. This team looks like it's going to be outstanding defensively in the front seven, once again. Going up against this Atascacita front, which really looks promising as well. Tamu Saumano Pepe, I got it the first time. Uh, He is the Texas A&M commit at the nose guard position. He is a load and a dominant force in the middle of that defense. So, in a game that may be overshadowed by headliners, the defensive front is what I think is going to determine this game. Which of those defensive playmakers steps up? And key number three, the Tigers Lair. So, Atascacita made some headlines last year. You may remember they traveled up to Allen and they defeated Allen at Eagle Stadium for the first time in that stadium's existence. It was a real feather in the cap of Craig Stump's program and a real win for the Houston area, right? So now they've got to go and do something that may be even tougher right now, which is to beat Katie at home. Katie, since 2004, is 83-2. and 83 and 2. They just don't lose at home. Uh, whether they're playing at Rhodes Stadium or Legacy Stadium, they are just locked and loaded when it comes to defending the home front. So, in a game with playmakers on every side, does home field advantage still hold the key for the Katy Tigers? Who am I picking? I'm going with Katy. I ain't picking against an 83 and 2 streak. That's one thing. The other thing is I really do think this looks like a vintage KD team. What they've been able to do, the offensive line, looks like it's going to be once again a force. They've got a running back back there in Seth Spiller, Belkow. I think their defense is going to be very strong. Even with some young pieces that they've plugged in, they've already shown a lot of promise. For Tascasita, this comes down to Zion Brown and his ability to make a couple of big plays and the defense to come up with probably two turnovers in this game. I think this game figures to be close, and I think it's going to be one of the best games of the week. But I do think that KD, Hold serve at home. giving the Tigers. Let's go down San Antonio way. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Lenoff Stadium in Cibolo. It is a state ranked 6A matchup between the Cibolo Steel Knights and the Lake Travis Cavaliers. What a start to the season for Cibolo Steel, huh? The Knights get a thrilling win over San Antonio Brennan in the KSAT Classic there at the Alamo. Dome as Chad Warner throws a touchdown pass in the final seconds to get the win. Impressive stuff. And by the way, Jaden Bailey, their running back was outstanding in this game as well. Steel looks like the real stinking deal. Was that too corny? Nah, we'll keep going. Anyway, Lake Travis, on the other hand, struggled in their opener against Arlington Martin. Now, look... Bo Edmondson didn't play in that game, the starting quarterback. He is not expected to play this week either, still nursing a back injury. Didn't really matter because Nico Hamilton, their running back, was really fantastic. But the big difference for me is that Lake Travis gave up 300-plus yards on the ground. That is not a good sign now that they got to go on the road and take on a humming and brimming with confidence Cibolo Steel team. Now, look, Lake Travis and Westlake, the two kind of dominant powers in the Austin area, have absolutely clobbered San Antonio over the past decade. But I think right now, Steele's the better team. Give me the Knights. Let's go to the small school ranks. 7 o'clock Friday night at Hawk Stadium in Wall. It is a really interesting matchup between the Cisco Lobos and the Wall Hawks. Ho-hum, Cisco's doing what Cisco does. They looked fantastic in their opener as quarterback Hunter Long, uh, once again back for what feels like his 30th year of eligibility. Anyway, he is in complete command of this offense for the Big Damn Lobos. They looked fantastic there in Week 1. Uh, going up against a wall team that you remember last year was a bit of a disappointment for them. Went 5-5, five and five, not up to the standards there at wall, but they hit the ground running in Week 1 as Garrett Guy, the quarterback, led a rushing attack that rang up 533 yards on the ground. Okay, Wall, I see you. Uh, Now, remember, this game last year was really intriguing. Even though Wall kind of struggled down the stretch, this was a double overtime win for Cisco, and that's why I think it's going to be really fun. I think this game is close and goes back and forth. I still think Cisco wins this game, but we're going to find out a lot more about how far Wall has come. And 7 o'clock Thursday night at Larry Ward Stadium in Bridge City, it's the Orange Bowl pitting the Little Cypress-Mauriceville Bears against their rival, the West Orange Stark Mustangs. And this game is being played at Bridge City because it's supposed to be played at Little Cypress-Mauriceville. Their stadium is built still under construction, so they're moving it to Bridge City. So we get a neutral site Thursday clash that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so Little Cypress-Mauriceville was absolutely dominant in their win over Harden Jefferson in Week 1. They didn't allow the Hawks to cross midfield until the fourth quarter. That's impressive with defensive and Amir Washington. Going up against this West Orange Stark team that looked the part of a state championship contender in their opening week win. Uh, Jamal Shaw is their superstar do-it-all athlete on both sides of the ball of the name to know. I love the coaching matchup in this one as well. Eric Peavy, of course, who was there at Little Cypress-Mariesville, sparked one of the great turnarounds last year. Taking on Hiawatha Hickman on the West Orange Stark side, won 1-0, 1-0, By the way, and uh, taking over for Cornell Thompson, uh, and obviously big things brewing there at West Orange Stark. I think this game's fabulous. I think it's going to be really interesting, come down to the wire, but I do think that West Orange Stark gets a narrow win. But those are far from the only big games in week two of the Texas High School football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I'm gonna take Burton over Hearn. Give me Columbus to take down LaGrange and Liberty Hill in a close one over Hutto. I like Corpus Christi Miller to beat El Campo. Give me Toller to beat Early and it's the Crosstown Showdown in the big country. I like Abilene over Abilene Cooper. I'm gonna take Edna to beat Bay City. Give me Navasota over Madisonville and how about a top five matchup in 5A Division II? I'm going with Lovejoy over Argyle. Give me El Paso Parkland to beat El Paso Austin. Malakoff and Grandview are going to play for the eighth time since 2018. Yeah, I like Malakoff in a close one. Meanwhile, Longview and Marshall are going to play for the 112th time. Give me the Lobos. I'm going with Poteet over Goliath. Spring Westfield survives a scare from Fort Bend Hightower. And Allen beats Sheldon C.E. King, but keep an eye on this one because I think this has big upset potential. Give me Price Carlisle to take down Troop. I'm going to go with Mission Veterans Memorial over McAllen Memorial. And the Rebs are back, baby. I like Midland Legacy over Amarillo Tascosa. I like Farwell over Vega, Wichita Falls, Hershey over Brock in a very interesting Thursday night affair, and Edinburgh Vela beats rival Edinburgh. I like Lindsay over Seymour, Austin, Westlake takes down Converse, Judson, and Idaloo beats New Deal. Crawford beats Centerville in a big-time Central Texas clash, and in our six-man game of the week, boy, it's a good one. I like Westbrook, just barely over Jonesboro. Those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Do you like my shirt? Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Campbell's, And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com where you can find complete coverage of the 2022 Texas high school football season at TexasFootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week two of the 2022 Texas high school football season. We'll see you. Are you not going to run the intro?
3: Oh, I thought last time you threw to the intro. I'm sorry.
0: I say we just start with cold open with the intro.
3: All right. Well, I'm just going to roll the intro now then. Keep your mouth shut.
0: Craven Betts. It's our weekly talk with our financial advisor and college football insider, Mike Craven here in Craven's Corner, because on this corner... We make money. That's right. Welcome in, and finally, it's last week we had a taste, but you know, and, and I'm not even going to count like the like you didn't even make a, an official pick on the UTEP versus you know North Texas game. I took UTEP. I took
2: the under though, so yeah. I feel like I went one and one yeah. out there. This I think we need to get this out of the way. Nobody knows nothing yet. Yes. You know what I mean? Like
1: if, if if
2: you're thinking about gambling this week, I would put a very low amount of money because like we need some data, especially with the transfer portal and mm-hmm. how, everything's crazy. Like we normally don't know anything in week 1. We really don't know one. So anything don't bet your house one. is right. what we're saying. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> ease into it.
0: Yeah, there's there's a couple of teams especially in the state of Texas that I'm looking at and I just think I, look, we've spent the past 6 months doing nothing but studying these teams and yet TCU could go out there on, on Saturday and look like legit the best team in the country, and I'd be like, yeah, I guess, that, I guess that's a thing that could happen. Right. You know? And they could lose by a touchdown. I'd be like,
2: oh, okay, well, yeah, we'll yeah, see that coming too. Do yeah, so. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, uh, so, so whatever your units are, dial them back a little bit this week. Next week, that's when we will turn it up. But it's Craven Bets. We're going to go through uh, Mike Craven's best bets for the weekend in the t- Texas college football world, starting with...
3: Let's go actually not to San Marcos. I believe this is a road game. So we're going, we're heading to Nevada on the first one. Uh, Nevada over Texas State.
2: This is a pick'em game. It was a pick'em. It's grown to Nevada uh, minus one as of this morning. Uh, But when this came out, I did a double take. You know, because when you see, you think of Nevada, you think of Jay Norvell's Nevada, Mm -hmm. that's a good G5 program. One that Texas State is usually an underdog to. So when that came out as a pick'em, it was pretty uh, alarming. I think it has to do with their Week 0 win over New Mexico State. They weren't very good. Shane Mm -hmm. Illingsworth, I think, threw for like 51 yards or something like that. So uh, they weren't very good against New Mexico State. I still don't trust Texas State, though. I need to see it happen before I trust it with Lane Hatcher. And I think playing in week zero helps Nevada. Mm -hmm. They kind of get the stinker out of the way. They kind of get to iron some stuff out. They see some stuff on film that they can figure out this week. I think they play a lot better. They beat Texas.
0: Well, and there's, I mean, it's on the road. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things that should lean towards Nevada in this one. And I think think you're right, especially new quarterback there for for Texas State. We don't know what they're going to look like. But this is another team that, because they're so heavy in the transfer portal, they could come out looking like a million bucks on Saturday. And it'd be like, yeah, okay, that's not necessarily super shocking.
2: You're right, this is a bet against Texas State's history. Yeah. Really, you know, like they don't beat good G five teams, mm-hmm. especially early in the year, out of conference. And so, until they do that, if I'm if I'm forced to put ten dollars down, yeah. I'm leaning Nevada.
0: Is there um, so there's steam on Nevada? There, they're moving. They, they move from pick'em to the minus one. Is there? Where's Where's your line that you would? you would right, really hammer it or, or you or you'd stay away or you'd, you'd maybe flip it or stay away from this game
2: i think if it got to minus three yeah like if it got to about a field goal i'd probably stay away again i'm staying away from a lot of this stuff yeah. in week one just because i have no like you said texas take win by 14 i'm not yeah. shocked you know lane hatcher throws 300 yards i'm not surprised yeah. uh but i think the most likely scenario is this kind of an ugly 24 to 21 game okay. nevada at home
0: okay what's next pickle
3: up next, we head down to the two one zero, where you will actually be at this game. At Houston, favored over, uh, by four over UTSA, you're you're taking it.
0: Uh, reigning the the conference championship defense begins for UTSA, and uh, you're just gonna short them.
2: I am gonna short them at home. <laughs> I just think this Houston team's really really good. Like this is more about my belief that Houston can legitimately go twelve and zero then UTSA is going to take a major step back. Like, I think UTSA is going to win Conference USA. Mm-hmm. But Conference USA is not very good. That's mm-hmm. why they lose all the bowl games. North Texas, UTSA, you know, they show up to bowl games and they get beat because that conference isn't very good. Houston's a Big 12 roster already. That's a Power 5 team. They're playing for a lot this year. They had a disappointing Week 1 last year against Texas Tech. I think they come out and play really well, and their size and speed is just too much in the second half.
0: Uh, I tend to agree. I think that they're. I think that this could be one of those games that's really tight at halftime, and then Houston kind of wins by a touchdown late, or, you know, in the fourth quarter, kind of pulls away, uh, something like that. Because, because to me, I think that you're right. This is for Dana Holgerson. He's probably going to be in there saying, guys, it's all out there in front of us. But this is one of those games that that if we don't come out sharp, we can absolutely, you know, we can absolutely ruin our season basically. And furthermore, let's not forget that last year they opened the season uh, on the road. Well, technically, it's in NRG Stadium uh, against Texas Tech. And, and, and that ended up kind of being the egg that they laid all season. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that will help them this year. You know, like they were up at halftime in that game and then lost it a game that they were supposed to win. Uh, UTSA is good. I, again, I think they're going to win conference again. But that defense has to grow into itself. They lost mm-hmm. Clarence Hicks. Uh, They lost a couple defensive linemen. They're going to have to figure that out. Playing Houston right away is not a great way to figure that out. They struggled in the Mm -hmm. secondary last year. Clayton Toon, Nathaniel Dell, an improved wide receiver core. It's a tough matchup for UTSA. I'd hammer the over, Mm -hmm. uh, and I I think Houston wins this one in the second half by touchdown or so.
0: What's next, Pickle?
3: We go to Oklahoma, where the UTEP minors will be visiting. Mm. The over-under is set at 56. Craven Betts is taking the over.
0: I... It can't help but feel like you feel like this is about Oklahoma's offense
2: oh yeah this, this is like <laughs> 59 to 7 take the yeah. over right you yeah know? Shocking. Uh,
0: <laughs> maybe this is recency
2: bias just from being El Paso that UTEP team's not ready for this mm-hmm. you know like they couldn't get pressure against North Texas they're not gonna get pressure against Oklahoma yeah. they couldn't win over the top against North Texas in the second half they're probably not gonna win over the top against Oklahoma right like Britt Venerables I don't know what the talent is at Oklahoma. I'm, sh- I'm assuming it's really, really good. But he's an excellent defensive mind. Like, they're going to get back there. They're going to. W- I think they score some defensive points. They may score some special teams points. And you really only need UTEP to carry about 10 points. If, like, yeah. UTEP can get 10 points, I think Oklahoma gets 49. They're going to want to make an example. They're going to want to come out game one of the Venerables era and kind of put the Lincoln-Riley era behind them and be like, hey, this is the football team that we are. I expect Oklahoma to play really, really well.
0: Yeah, to me, that that's the the number I have is somewhere between 10 and 14 points. And some of them may be garbage time. Garbage time may be your friend here. Yeah. You know what I mean? If 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 Oklahoma goes up, you know, 42 nothing, and then they call off the dogs, and UTEP kind of scores a couple of touchdowns late, that that could be your well, best especially, friend taking the over. Like
3: you said, with how chirpy the OU fan base has been as oh, of recent, yeah. like you know, Venable's is going. No, we're, we're not no. stopping at 30 points. He's
0: going to pour you know? it on. He's going to pour it on because especially the knock on him there is like, oh, well, does he know anything about offense? It's like he's going to try to prove – I think he's going to try to prove a point. And UTEP is a vertical passing team,
2: mm-hmm. right? And it only takes one or two blown coverages, and all of a sudden UTEP scored 10, 14, mm-hmm. 17 trash points that Oklahoma wouldn't allow in a couple of weeks once they get all that communication figured out. I feel like they'll break a few coverages. UTEP will score some points, and Oklahoma will
0: really put it on them. I think we got one more investment. Is that right?
3: People? We sure do. Let's head to Denton, America. SMU favored by 11, taking on the North Texas Mean and Green. Craven is taking the over. I really thought about messing with this graphic again, um, but it was too big of a spread.
0: Now wait, you're taking <laughs> yeah, you're taking minus SMU. Yeah, I'm taking SMU minus. minus 11. 11. Okay, got I, it. Because
2: I think this is like a 14 and a half, 15 point spread if North Texas doesn't dominate the second half last week. Like I was there. It was 14, 13 and half time. Yeah. North Texas got stopped their first drive in the third quarter. There was a late penalty on, on a personal foul that continued that drive, and then it snowballed. Like, it's not like North Texas went out there and just dominated UTEP. You yeah. know, like they should have been down 17-0 in the first quarter if UTEP doesn't miss a field goal and doesn't get stopped on the one-yard line on fourth and goal. right? So uh, I'm, I'm still not a huge believer of North Texas. They're going to have to do it against a team other than UTEP. Like, yeah. I, I put out the, the stat yesterday in Republic of Football. You know, Asanani's uh, played 26 games. He's throwing 24 touchdowns, nine of them against – or no, 24 games he's thrown 26 touchdowns, nine of them against UTEP, right? So, like, yeah. we're going to have to take the UTEP game and put it in a separate category when we're talking about North Texas. To me, this is kind of the prove-it game. If they, you know, play this game close or win it, like, North Texas is a legit Conference USA contender. I just think Rhett Lashley and that SMU offense is just going to be too much for what we normally see from the North Texas offense.
0: Well, that to me is you look at, like, the offense that North Texas played last week against UTEP. That is an offense that is has some weapons, but this is a souped-up version of that same offense. That they're going to be better at every position than UTEP was last week, and you know North Texas at times, you know what they give up like 180 yards in the first quarter, right. stuff like that.
2: I mean, that passing game last year, it was Austin I threw nine touchdowns all of 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, he threw three last week. I, I just don't see them coming out and putting up 31 points. No. You know, and. And if they only manage 17 to 20 points, like I absolutely believe, SMU is putting up 34 to 42. Yeah. Like that's going to be Tanner Mordecai's back. That wide receiver room is really good. Kamar Wheaton's there now as a running back. Like that offense is going to put up points. I don't know. I don't know what the SMU defense is, but I know the offense is going to put up points. I would lean towards SMU minus 11 because I think that line is reflective of what happened last week and not necessarily what is reflective of what we thought those teams. Would
3: you mm. brought it up with Nevada, too. I am genuinely interested to see how playing in week zero, like if, that, if they look smoother in the first half yeah. or not, like how much – and that you can't really measure that by any sort of stats, but how much different does the first half look for North Texas knowing that they have two full halves of football underneath their – Sure,
2: boat, right? uh, and then on the flip side, does that help SMU to have some film? Mm-hmm. You know, like North Texas has no film of SMU and mm-hmm. what that defense is going to look like. Brand what new head line, coach. You know, right. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, that's why I say kind of be cautious this week because mm-hmm. you just don't know. Like, yeah, is, is North Texas playing last week? Do they come out and just get on top like mm-hmm. 17-3 early on as SMU figures it out and gets their legs underneath them? Uh, does SMU have a better game plan this week than they would have had they not seen them play U- UTEP last week? So I just think there's so many unanswered questions that this week is kind of like a wait-and-see approach mm-hmm. to gambling in a way that maybe it usually isn't.
0: That's right. Mike Craven, your financial advisor, says be conservative in week one. Here in Craven's Corner, because on this corner, we make money. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's Second Favorite Segment. Final thoughts?
3: Um, a reminder, at 2 o'clock, we will be having WTF, Women Talking Football. Uh, we are going over the Golden Triangle area, so uh, okay. tune in. All Come right. join Mallory and I. Uh,
0: it's 2 o'clock, uh, wherever you're watching this show right now. It's going to do for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbell's, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Centerville head coach Kyle Hardy and college football insider Mike Craven for being our guests. That's the first time you guys have ever been booked on the same show. I yeah. looked that up. <laughs> I was like, yeah. boy, have you guys ever been on the same show, Kyle Hardy and you?
3: That's just a shocking <laughs> development.
0: <laughs> for Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your play of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Help a Honda Mailback Friday on Texas Football Today.